guys ready to hear the message for today? Come on, let's just stand up on our feet one more time. And let's read this out. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. I got to preach quick, so y'all going to walk with me. Jesus says, I am the door. And if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The Bible says that the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God, somebody read it with me, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So, Father, thank you for opening up our ears to hear today what you have to say in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. Give the Lord a big hand clap. Amen. You may be seated. Listen, I want to just first say thank you to everyone. Thank you. Let's give the worship team a big hand clap. Thank you, guys. I just want to say that uh, we had an amazing time. We felt your prayers in Trinidad. I don't know if you guys heard the testimony, but I just want to share it real quick. While we were in Trinidad, my wife and I, uh, we began to thank you, Jesus. And as we began to pray, uh, um, I began, just like today, we began to prophesy over this young lady. And I said, I saw the Lord visiting your family. I saw the angel of breakthrough visiting your family and visiting your relatives and protection. God says divine protection is being released over your family. And so the next uh, two days as I was resting, uh, and getting up on Sunday morning, um, a bright light came into the room. And as the bright light came into the room, I woke up immediately full awake, full of strength. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, salvation, glory. And I said, Lord, what does that mean? Salvation, glory. And at the same time, I'm getting a message from this young lady uh, who tells me that her brother uh, was shot that night. And he was shot in once in the stomach, once in the, um, the arm and once in the head. And so I was like, you know, I'm looking for the bubble because the bubble's coming up. I'm like, oh, my God, please don't stop there. Please keep going. And so she, she said, but, you know, you prophesied over me about my family and protection. And she said she went to the hospital. And as she came to the hospital, uh, her brother was sitting up talking on the phone, and he was in no pain. Not only was he in no pain, but they had already did one scan, and they could not find the bullet that was in his head. And all the, the bullet that shot him in the stomach missed his belly. Remember, the Lord said that he was protecting your family and relieving releasing an angel of breakthrough. And so as I began to listen to her, she said that her brother was also a professing Muslim, that he was, uh, he was serving Allah. And she told him the prophetic words. She said, listen, there was a prophet that came and said that the, that this is what the Lord is saying that, and you're only here because, uh, we've been praying for you and God has released angels of breakthrough. And he, he said, she said his eyes got big and guess what? He gave his life over to Jesus. Praise the Lord. And he was the one in the family that, yeah, praise God. He was the one in the family that they've been praying for. And even they said before I came, there was a guy from Africa that had saw a younger brother uh, and said that you need to start praying for him because I see death around him. So, you know, when God speaks and when there's prophetic words, we need to take a hold of it. We don't just need to take it as, oh, they're just saying what they feel. No, we're really pressing in and trusting the Lord. And so I just want to declare, it's not my message. And I, I asked the Lord, can I preach? And I felt like I was supposed to preach something else. But I want to say your family's getting saved. Amen. And that God is breaking through in your family. And it's not just so salvation, but it's also God is protecting your family. And, and salvation is the word soteria, and it means to save out of destruction into a place of safety. And so if there's some people, maybe there's some people you had that's overseas or that's serving our government, God is saying that he is going to protect them and make sure that they're in a place of safety in Jesus' name. Can we say praise the Lord for that? And so we had a great time, a lot of glory, a lot of presence, and my and the pastor's wife, she was on the floor the whole time. Actually, one service, Ashley was on the floor, and I was looking for her to pray with me, and she was just on the 
the floor and they were crying. And then I went to the back room after service. Then they walk into the back room and then they all fall out and crying. So that's just kind of like what I dealt with on the trip. So y'all pray my strength in the Lord. And we're going to Mexico and I just don't even know what's about to happen. And we're taking 16 people that we're going to pray for after this. So Lord, help us. Somebody say, Lord, help. Well, listen, I believe that Jesus has come to give us a life and a life of abundance. Somebody say abundance. Not just a good life. You know, I'm not just talking about a good life. I'm not even just talking about a great life. I'm talking about a life beyond what you can dream. It's the God dream. It's God's dream for you. It's the God kind of life. Somebody say the God kind of life. Listen, I need you guys to talk like you're awake, like you're excited, like you're receiving something. You need to slap somebody, just slap them, tell them you're sorry. So the satisfied life, somebody say the satisfied life, the overflowing life, come on, the impactful life, come on, the eternal life. God, Jesus said, I've come to give you this kind of life. Do you receive that kind of life? Is that kind of life you want to walk in? I don't just walk, want to walk in any kind of life. I want to walk in the God-ordained life. I want to walk in the best that God has for me. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Somebody say, don't settle. Okay. That's why the devil is working so hard to steal and to kill and destroy. You think he's just doing that just to do it? No, he's trying to take something from you. He's trying, he's coming against your finance. He's coming against your call. He's coming against your destiny because he knows that Jesus has already come to give you life and life more abundantly. You know, I gave my testimony, and, and it's just recently different people have been saying, well, can you tell me your testimony? What's your testimony? And one of the things is, is that the enemy sought out to destroy me, praise the Lord, but God already had his hand on me. And if you're here today, I want to tell you that God's hand is on you. God is for you and not against you. If you're still breathing, if you're still got oxygen in your lungs, if you still got life in your body, I want to tell you that God is for you and not against you. Okay, two people got that this morning. That's okay. God is for you and not against you. God has a plan for your life, and God is going to push you forward into his promises. That's why the devil is fighting you so hard. That's why you experience the warfare. That's why you sometimes experience even the mental anguish. That's why many times you can't sleep at night because the devil is fighting your destiny. But I want to tell you that Jesus has already come. And he's come to give you life and life more abundantly. He's come to give you the God kind of life, the Zoe kind of life, the life that's full of freedom, the life that has no shame, the life that is free from guilt, the life that is abundant and overflowing. Thank you for the hallelujah in the front. I appreciate that. (laughs) So the enemy, he comes to steal. And when we talk about steal, it's not just like him running up to you, taking something from you. That's not how he does it. This word steal, and when you look at the translation, means that he secretly is stealth. That means he takes little by little. And then you always wonder, like, man, what happened to my stuff? You know, uh, one time I was looking for gum. Oh, no, I was looking for Tums. Because, you know, I had ate some pizza, did something. I don't forget what it was. And I was looking for the Tums. And I was looking all over, and I couldn't find it. And I went up to my bedroom, and, and, um, and I saw there was a blanket on the ground. I said, this is not my blanket, but this blanket is not supposed to be here. And I lifted up the blanket, and lo and behold, there were Tum crumbs. <laughs> all on the, the ground. And I knew who it was. So I looked for my middle child because she eats everything. And I said, did you do the, no, 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 daddy. I said, baby, I know you did it. She all burping, like, uh, you know, like, I know you did it. Crumbs all over, still on the side of her mouth. See, the, en- 
The enemy is not coming to steal from you. He's not just robbing you outright. He's doing it by little by little, little by little. And God says, no, 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 this stops today. I'm going to tell you that the spirit of robbery that has come against your life, that come against your finances, coming against your emotions, coming against your relationships, I take authority now in Jesus' name. And I say, devil, you will not steal from the people of God anymore in Jesus' name. And I want you in your own life to come against the spirit of robbery, to come against those things that come and try to take little by little, that try to drain you of your emotions, drain you of your feelings and cause you to feel helpless and hopeless. Jesus has already come to give you life and life more abundantly. I don't care about who is coming. I know that he's already came. There's a difference. And he says he comes to steal. That means to secretly, stealth, little by little, he comes to kill, to cause us. Listen, this word to kill is not just a regular word. It's a word that means to sacrifice. And many times in our life, we will sacrifice what's God for what's good. And the enemy is trying to cause you to feel as though you can't do it. You can't make it. You're not good enough. You don't have the right education. You don't have the right uh, whatever you need to c- complete the dream of God. And so he wants you to sacrifice your dream and he wants you to take on a good idea. Somebody say no more. I'm going to follow my dream. Somebody say I'm going to follow my dream. See, the enemy comes to kill, but Jesus has already come to give us life and life more abundantly. I hope you guys are getting this. Just got to receive it. Just got to take it. No more stealing. No more robbery. No more killing. Praise the Lord. Jesus. Can I give, give that girl an offering? So to steal, to kill, to destroy, to fully destroy, the enemy is trying to cut you off. Because he's trying to derail us to stop us from moving forward into our assigned destiny. You know, I remember when I was crying out to the Lord because there was a season in my life, I would say maybe about uh, three, uh, four years ago, well, maybe six years ago, I got, we came back from Germany and I was ready to go get a regular job. I was ready to just do life with my wife and my kids and just like say, you know, forget ministry. Like it just didn't work out. Things are hard. And the Lord called, called, uh, three people from different countries, one from Austria, one from Germany in the States while I was in Germany. And they called me the same day. And they said, and I mean, this was just supernatural and said, the Lord says, don't go home and get a regular job. See, the enemy was trying to cut me off. The enemy was trying to stop me. And then I come back and I'm living at home and I love her, but I'm living at home with my my wife's mom. So here I am, a grown man, 30 years old, living with my mother-in-law and think about how big I felt at that moment. But the Lord said, I want you to seek me just like the prophetic words that came today. And so I sought the Lord for about two years and I was still traveling ministry and my wife and everybody was being taken care of. But there was this place where I felt like I had finished that God, I had been cut off. But I want to tell you, you, the enemy can't cut you off. Praise the Lord. What God has for you, you can let him. But I'm telling you, if you press into God, you can reach what he had. God has for you. Hello? And so the enemy will try to fully destroy you, try to cut you off. But I want to read this scripture prophetically over you. Job, Job chapter, the book of Job, um, the book Job 14, 7. For there, the Bible got an employment section. This is it. <laughs> Job, Job, I can't even say it now. Job chapter 14, verse 7. Like, listen, if somebody come, one of your single letters, and God say, come on, uh, baby, I want to take you on a date. You say, did you read the book of Job yet? Anyway, sorry. For there is hope for a tree. Somebody, there's hope for a tree. 
The Bible says that you are the trees of righteousness. It said, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again and its shoots will not cease. Maybe some of you have felt like you've been cut down. Maybe you felt like you've been cut out of your inheritance. Maybe you feel like the enemy has just bombarded you. I'm here to tell you today, somebody needs to get excited that God is saying, though you are cut off, the Lord said, you will sprout again. Life will come back again. And that its shoots will not cease though its roots grow old in the earth and its stump die in the soil yet at the scent of the water it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant this is the God kind of life you can't cut it off you can't stop it you can hit me you can you know you remember that thing that used to hit it and used to fall down but it didn't come back up I got a bounce back spirit no matter how many times the enemy hits me come on somebody people think that pastors don't go through stuff that families don't go through that we just sit on the cloud and worship Jesus but I'm telling you the enemy enemy comes and he tries to hit you. He tries to fight you. He tries to knock you down with guilt. He tries to knock you down with condemnation. He tries to knock you down with lack. He tries to knock you down, whatever that thing is. But I'm telling you, you got a bounce back spirit. It's called the God kind of life that's inside of you that though you might be cut off, you're going to spring forth again. You're going to sprout forth again. Somebody say, praise the Lord at the sin of the water. Glory to God. I'm more excited than you are, but that's fine. Because I've been through some things. I've gone through some things. And I know that God is faithful. I know that no matter how many times it feels like I've been stole from, how many times my dreams feel like I've sacrificed them. No, me, I know that God has been faithful the whole way. Somebody say, God is faithful. Come on, say, somebody say, God is good. And all the time. Oh, yeah, I messed that up, but don't worry about it. So this is the God kind of life. It's the creative life. It's the life that creates. You have a creative ability inside of you. There's, there's abundance that's inside of you. You have the ability to create your atmosphere. Don't let circumstances and situations and people stop you from creating the atmosphere that he has already deposited inside of you. Somebody say, what's inside of me needs to come out. And sometimes I look happy, but inside there's things going on. But I'm telling you, I can tap, I can go past sadness. I can tap in past that place at the sin of water. Somebody tap your belly and say, there's water inside of me. There's water inside of me. And you can tap into those wells. You can tap into those streams and release the life of God. I'm not, I'm not angry if it seems like it. I'm not. Amen, sister. So it's the abundant life. And let me tell you, when I was reading this, God spoke to me some things. And when we're talking about the abundant life, it, these, these are some of the things that it means. Write it down. It's a life in excess. How many want to live a life in excess? Listen, somebody say, well, Pastor Malika, God just wants me to have enough. No, God wants you to have more than enough. Enough is not enough. If you want to bless the nations, if you want to bless people, if you want to, come on, enough is not enough. I don't just want more just for me. I want more for me, my family, and those that are connected. If enough was enough, I wouldn't even have to do what I'm doing right now. I'm telling you, enough is not enough. Somebody needs to write that down. Enough is not enough. It's not enough that you just have enough for you and your family. It's not enough that you just have one car that breaks down. You don't got to pray in tongues every time you get into it. It's not enough that you just, you're just barely making it by paycheck to paycheck. It's not enough. God wants you to live a life in excess so that you can be a blessing to others. I just love blessing people. I bless somebody so uh, with, a, with some money so they can go to London. I bless somebody. I just love blessing. I'm just, and they just never did cash app. I'm just cash apping all type of people. Like, bless your $20 here. Bless your $50 here. God wants us to live a life of excess. If I didn't have anything, I wouldn't be able to give anything. 
And that's what the woman, the widow woman, she said, I just have enough for me and my son. And then we're going to die. And he said, no, before you do, you go ahead and make for you and the son. But before you do, make some for me. See, when we live a life of even taking a little bit that we have and pouring it out, God says, you're never run out. You're never run dry. So the abundant life is the life in excess, living beyond what is expected. Are you expecting greater than what you're receiving right now? Two people, that's being honest. We need to expect more. We need to expect more. I don't got time to go through, uh, explain everyone, but begin to expect beyond what you normally expect. Begin to believe that you're not, your bills won't just be paid every month. Believe that your bills will be paid every three months, every six months. Believe that you'll just, you'll either direct deposit. You won't even have to think about it. You won't have to look at, you won't have to change the dates. Come on, somebody. You won't have to change the date of when you're going to direct deposit going to come out. You're just going to leave it and let it be because you know God is supplying. The life of abundant life is the life of more. Somebody say more. Come on, somebody shout it out more. It's the life of greater. Somebody say greater. I need you to get this down in your spirit. God wants to do greater. God wants to give you a life of excess. God wants you to live a life beyond what is expected. Listen, I love going to Connie and Kevin's house. I love going to uh, to Melody and Thomas's house because they have, I mean, you just go in there, it's like wide open space. And they're just, and God is able to do greater when you got more. When you got more space, you get more people, get them filled with the glory, get them filled with the presence of God. You can feed more people, more money, more food. I don't know, you know, maybe I don't, you know, my wife sometimes she's mad at me because I got the gift of hospitality, but she got the gift of cooking. <laughs> so I invite people over and then she had to cook for them and I'm just like high five and like, woo, this is so fun. And she's like in the kitchen like, yeah, this is so much fun, Malik. Thank you. <laughs> So much fun. I love you, baby. She's happy while she whistles while she works. She's good. Okay, anyway, let's move on. Uh, So we're going out to eat tonight, baby. Going out to eat, okay. Continuously have life around you. The abundant life means that there's always, where you go, there's always life. Life always seems to come about. Where there's death now becomes life. The abundant life means this. Listen to this. Super abundant in quantity and superior in quality. God just, listen, I'm, I, I'm great. Yes, be grateful. Be thankful that you got a car that can barely make it down the street. Be grateful that you got a car that you could drive. But let me tell you, God wants to do greater. God wants to do greater. Come on, somebody say, God wants to do greater. I want to say something, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to wait. I'm trying to wait because I got, I got, oh man, I got something here. Okay, Jesus, I hear you. God wants, okay, let me keep going. I love this one. God wants to violently bless you. Have you ever got, you know, in a fist fight or maybe in a scuffle, you got, you left a bruise on you and you say, man, look at this bruise. I remember one time I was a, a young man and, and this, this, this girl beat me up with snowballs. She hit me in the head, hit me in all in the body, hit me in areas I'm not going to talk about and hit me with, uh, I, I mean, you know, when the snow gets real hard, yeah, it becomes ice. Exactly. Thank you for all my scientists uh, in the front. <laughs> and she, she threw that. I mean, I was getting hit in the head, hit in the stomach, hit all over, and I just start to cry. I, I mean, seriously, my friends was like, yo, your man card, we're taking it. Like, it's, it's, a, it's like this girl was like at least two grades younger than me. It was bad. And so I get home and I had bruises, right? I had bruises on me. Listen, God wants to so bless you that you are marked with his blessing. He wants to so violently hit you with his blessings that people will, people will not be able, I mean, people will uh, not be able to deny the fact that you're blessed. 
He wants to mark you. He wants to bruise you in a good way, in a healthy way with his presence that wherever you go, people know that you've been marked. Y'all two up there with your hands raised up, the apostle and the prophetess, I want to declare you're going to be so blessed that people are going to help but know that you're blessed. Matter of fact, you're going to be so blessed, people are going to come by you and say, I just want what you have. Can you just pray for me? Can you lay your hands on me? God wants to violently bless you. Come on, you can give the Lord a hand clap. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 11 says, and may the Lord, the God of your ancestor, multiply you. He just doesn't want to add to you. He just doesn't want to, you know, some people feel like God wants to subtract. Maybe sometimes God has to subtract so that he can add and then begin to multiply. Don't be mad when God subtracts people out your life. Don't be mad when you feel like you have to give away things. That means God's about to bless you. I remember many times the Lord told my wife and me, clean out your closet. I, I was a young man. Let me say this story. I love this. Young man, volunteering, making no money, just going to the nations, trusting the Lord. And, um, and, uh, uh, I'm going to tell on myself. So I was a young man. I was single and I went to Walmart one night. And so I went to Walmart and there was this young lady there that I saw and, and she was checking me out. Don't get mad, baby. I'm just telling the truth. Okay. I wasn't really checking her out though. Anyway. And so, so, uh, basically, you know, women bold nowadays, she gave me her phone number. Right. And so I got a phone number and I went home and I, I texted her, whatever. And she said to me, I called her up that night. She said, well, what do you do for a job? And I said, well, I'm a missionary. She said, oh, what? I said, I'm a missionary. I go to the nations. I travel the world for Jesus. She said, you better go ahead and get, go to the book of job. <laughs> she was my own sermon on me. But I said, no, God is supplying God's good. She said, you ain't no real man of God. That's what she said. And you know, when someone says something to you like that, it just sticks with you. And so for days, I mean, days upon days, uh, the Lord had just, I, that, that word had just been, it was like, it was like someone stole something. It was like I got jabbed and didn't have time to protect myself. And so I remember at the same time, the Lord was saying, clean out your closet, clean out your closet. So here I am, hard to believe that I can't even hear from God now because somebody told me from Walmart, a girl who I don't even know, don't have any investment and told me that I'm not a man of God. And so I believed her. And listen, stop letting people control your life that don't even know you, don't even want to do life with you, don't even want to pray for you, don't even want to ask you questions to find out who you really are. Come on, somebody. Stop doing life with people who have opinions and a criticism. Listen, you can keep that stuff away from me. I don't need none of that. Thank you. You can come out to eat with us too. <laughs> Listen, I had too fun. I got to keep going. And so basically, <clears throat> where am I at? So basically, I clean out my closet just trying to be obedient. And then my pastor, she calls me up to her house. We live on a big campground and different people have houses. I live in the back with uh, some different rooms and stuff that we were taking care of. And, and so it was an amazing uh, a place for me at that season. And so she said, Malik, I need you to come up to my house real quick. And I was like, oh man, I did something wrong. You know, I'm already in this place. I ain't a man of God. She about to kick me off the campground. I don't even know what I did, but she about, something's about to happen. So I get up there and she, she, um, she pulls out two big boxes. I mean, boxes. And she said, Malika, these came in for you. Can you want to open them? And when I opened those boxes, no lie, there were suits, 500,000, I mean, the final 500,000, $500, $1,000 suits, a gold watch, ties, 
pants, everything, all from Macy's, all name brand. And then she said, open up the next one. And they're all this stuff. And I was just weeping and crying because God had just told me to clean out my closet. And as I was obedient, he said, I'm going to fill it with new things. But it didn't stop there. Oh, man, I wish it, if it would have just stopped there, it would have been great. But something even greater happened. And I opened up the last box. And at the bottom of a box was one piece of paper. And I opened up that piece of paper. And that piece of paper said, I just wanted to tell you, you are a man of God. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Listen, don't let the devil rob from you. Don't let the devil steal from you. Don't let the devil try to tell you who you are. You got to know who you are in Jesus. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, I am a woman of God. I am a man of God. I walk in faith. I walk in grace. Hope you guys are getting this today. Ah, oh, man, I've got enough time to preach this, but let me go. Never listen to this scripture, Ephesians 3.20, verse 21. I might have to do part two another time. Never doubt God's mighty power. Whether it's deliverance, where it's freedom, never doubt God's power in your life. God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can even ask or think or even imagine, so you better dream big. It says never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. Where is he working? He's working in you. And accomplish all this. Somebody say all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say all this. God's about to do all this. Listen, when they see you and you got all this, you're going to say God did all this. Is anybody listening to me today? He will achieve infinitely. I love that word infinitely. It's like them Star Trek movies. We're going to go infinitely beyond whatever. Infinity war. Okay, anyway. Thanos is the devil. We're going to get him. So he will achieve achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. What is your greatest request? What is your greatest? You know, when I, you know, when I talk to people, I say, well, what are you asking the Lord? Well, whatever he wants from me. That's not what the Bible says. He says your greatest request. What is your request? It says make your request known to the Lord. Now you got to know it's in his word. You got to find yourself in the scripture, but he says make your request known. And he says, I'm going to do greater. Somebody say greater. Greater, yeah, listen, y'all got to get the passion translation because this thing is on fire. He said he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream. Anybody got some unbelievable dreams? Listen, I'm telling you, one of our daughters, Elizabeth, she had an unbelievable dream, and it seemed like all hope was lost, and God catapulted her into what God has called her into. Let me tell you, nothing is impossible for God. You might have to wait a little, but let me tell you something about waiting. In the waiting, God begins to do something in you. Before God can do something through you, he needs to do something to you. And so many times, God wants to work inside of you, and many of us don't like waiting, but waiting is good. It's a, the word waiting in the Bible means to be tangled, to be woven together with the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord will what? Renew their strength. And so when we wait on the Lord and we say, God, I'm not settling. I'm believing for the greater. I'm not just going to take any job. I'm not just going to take any man. I'm not just going to take any woman. I'm not going to take any uh, place to live. I want the best. You might have to wait a little bit, Ashley. You might have to wait a little bit, but I'm telling you something happens in the waiting. You begin to get woven together with the Spirit of God. You and God get closer because you're crying out to him. You're pouring your heart out to him. He's pouring his heart out to you. Am I talking to anybody here? I'm willing to wait. Somebody say, I'm willing to wait. Okay, Lord, you heard that. You heard that. You heard that. You heard that. I got to finish this. He, your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. That word imagination also means hope. Hope is another derivative of imagination. And I want to tell you, God wants to buy, he wants to go far past your wildest hope. 
He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ. Let me read that again if y'all didn't get that. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church, that rises up from relentless. Now, listen, he says, I'm about to do all this. What am I about to do? I'm about to give you a life in excess beyond what you expected, more, greater, continuous life around you, super abundant in quantity, superior in quality. I want to violently bless you. I'm going to meet fully supplied, fully satisfied, richly satisfied, richly filled, complete, make full, amply supplied. Another translator said, I'm going to level you up. Any game players here? I, I never leveled up. I was a terrible game player. All right. I'm just like, like my wife, she could play all night with Francie. They, one time I went on a mission trip. I came back. They bought a game while I was gone because they know I would got on them. They got a game and they played it all the night. They beat the whole game. They couldn't even play it no more because they beat it. I tried, I tried to play that game one time. I couldn't get past the first level. The devil is a liar. God wants to, by his mighty power, to work in you and to accomplish all this. I don't have time to tell you, but I, let me just give you one thing that I want to say. You, we need to learn how to receive from God's supply. We need to believe that God, want, the disciples said, we told all night. We, we, we're fishermen. We know what we're doing, but we didn't catch anything. And Jesus said, Gee, but nevertheless, at your word, we need the word of the Lord. We need to know what God is saying. And we don't need to put dependence on our feelings. We don't need to put dependence on, on what other people have said or even sometimes the lies that we tell ourselves. We need to believe what God says. We need to get into the word of God. We need to have faith in his word. Amen. Somebody say faith in his word. And we need to, let me, let me just read this last one. To be a generous giver, we have to be generous receivers. We need to know how to receive. We, in, in Trinidad, it was revealed that I am not a generous receiver. They wanted to bless me every time I went somewhere. They was like, oh, you want that shirt? Or oh, you want those shoes? And I'm thinking about the price. I'm thinking about, about all that they've already done, the expenses. And I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. And he's like, I want to bless you, man. And I'm like, I know. But, like, it's uncomfortable. How many know when people want to bless you, it can be uncomfortable? But. Go, go, you want to come up here and preach it? Oh, Jesus, just come, come down. The Christ is right. Come on down. I'm telling you, that's right. You just go ahead and receive it. Somebody say, I'm just going to go ahead and receive that car. I'm going to go ahead and receive that blessing. I'm going to receive that love. Come on, some of y'all just need to receive love. Some of y'all have a hard time receiving love. Somebody say, just reach up and grab it. You can sure can have it. Okay. Okay, let me end like this. I'm just going to, listen, I'm going to make a Facebook Live today. Uh, not today, but probably while in Mexico or sometime this week, I'm going to make a Facebook Live. Just follow me. This is a shameless plug to follow me. But to follow me, and I'm going to do the second part of this message there so you guys can get it. Because my wife is going to be preaching next week, praise the Lord. And she's about to bring it. One of the most anointed women I know. And I honor you, baby. I love you. And so uh, let me just say this last thing. Mark eleven twenty four says this. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Faith is the pipeline that brings grace into the city. There's a water tank of God's glory and God's presence and everything that God has. It's all available. But faith is the pipeline that connects to the source, that connects to this 
tank of water, this tank of glory, this tank of blessing, and it funnels it in to your city. It funnels it into your family. Start to believe God for more than enough. Start to believe God that, I mean, I'm not just talking about finances, for your emotions, everything that you're dealing with in this day, in this hour. Start believing God that he can do more than you can even imagine or even expect in Jesus' name. Can we have the worship team come up? Listen, we're going to have to hurry now because I don't preach my, I think I heard Jordan. Was it Jordan Bryce? He said, I'm about to preach my face off. I think I did. My face is somewhere. I can't find it because I'm so excited about what God's doing. I want all of the people that's going to Mexico to come up real quick. We only have a little bit of time. We got to rush out of here. Everyone that's going to Mexico, come, come, come quickly. Run. Don't trip, but come. Come, everyone that's going to Mexico, come down real quick. I want all of our elders, and I want uh, Pastor Timothy and Michelle and uh, uh, um, Timothy and Melody, T&M, T&M, come on, come on, come on. Okay, obviously Connie and Kevin. Come on, come on down. Yeah. And we don't have a lot of time to prophesy. So if you guys got prophetic words for the team, record it and send it to us. But I would like uh, Pastor Kevin just to release uh, a word of the Lord over us. And then, and then the rest of the leaders that I asked, unfortunately, because of the time, we have to go. We have to go. But can we all just stand on our feet real quick? Listen, I'm telling you, God wants to do above whatever you can even ask, think, dream, or even imagine. Do you guys believe that? Let me pray a blessing over you right now. And after they pray for us, you are dismissed. I like to meet with this team right after for a couple minutes. And then Jim Jones, lift up your hands for me. That's Jim Jones. Jim Jones will be doing the Discover Your Gift today. And so if you would just meet him five minutes, listen, five minutes right outside in the front of this theater. Meet him out there. Your kids are, I think they're going to be taken care of. I think we have some of that worked out. But meet him. He'll have, he'll be the nice, handsome, you know, Texan guy. He's married, though. He's already taken. He got more than enough. Praise the Lord. But, um. He'll be there waiting for you. Amen. So let me pray for you. Lift up your hands. Father, I thank you for every person that's here today. Under the sound of my voice, Father, we thank you that you are releasing an abundant supply. Lord, that help is coming. Lord, that more than enough is coming. And God, we won't be limited by our emotions, won't be limited by our feelings, won't be limited by those things. Not that you disregard those things or don't take notice of those things. But Lord, I thank you that you are greater. You said if your heart condemns you, that that you are greater than our heart. And so Lord, today, I thank you, Lord, that grace supplies. You said that you give seed to the sower. And so Father, I pray that today they will begin to see the miraculous hand of God in their finances. And as we go into 40 days of seeking your face, whatever the instructions you give us, we will follow. And Lord, help us to begin to seek you. And in seeking you, in you, we live, we move, we have our being. And out from you comes everything that we need. So we love you today. We honor you today. We bless you today in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a big hand clap. And listen, just stay right there. Stretch your hands towards us.